the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to the Tim DeMoss Show podcast. You can hear the program each weekday afternoon from 4 till 5 on AM 560 WFIL and WFIL.com. Good afternoon. It's a couple minutes after 4 and you're listening to the Tim DeMoss Show and WFIL in Philadelphia. Perhaps AM 560 on your radio, perhaps at WFIL.com. Maybe you have the app on your smartphone or tablet. You can download it free from WFIL.com and listen that way, too. Forecast, good deal of sun the rest of the day, down to 57 tonight after a high of 86 today. A lot of clouds tomorrow. Shower to possible high of 72. Sixers beat Washington last night, 120-95. to Joel Embiid and Ben Simmons each with 22 points after the game on a Zoom call. Embiid talking about the crowd and their help as far as energizing the Sixers. I miss the crowd. Uh, you know, I like when they get locked because it doesn't only help me, it also helps the whole team. Uh, you know, just then by getting locked, it makes us play harder and, you know, wanting to get more stops and get out in transitions and make plays. Joel Embiid also uh, talking about what went, from, what went right for them, I should say, in the game. Yeah, I mean, we moved the ball, you know, with the way they guarded me, uh, you know, really not allowing me to really catch the ball and, you know, and doubling or triple teaming me as as the ball's in the air. Uh, you know, in that situation, I just got to make plays, you know, get guys open. And, you know, we got a lot of shots out of that. Ben uh, was wide open a lot of times. You know, we have wide open shooters. So just moving the ball, just taking whatever the defense gives us and, you know, just finishing it. That's Joel Embiid of the Sixers. Game three, Saturday night at 7. At Washington, Phillies lost last night 4-2 to Miami. Aaron Nola pitched a good game, but they uh, gave up three runs in the bottom of the eighth and lost the game, but then came right back today, played this afternoon, and rallied and won their game 3-2 against Miami. It's uh, 4 after 4. Victoria, how are you doing today? I am doing well today. It's a nice, beautiful day outside. Yeah. Memorial Day weekend's approaching. It you is. Know, the Phillies finally they got a win. It's nice. Sometimes it doesn't happen. And, uh, <laughs> yeah. yeah, the Sixers got to win. It's a nice day. Yeah, it is. And it's a nice day because we have coming up in just a few minutes, Pastor Greg Laurie from A New Beginning. That radio show has been on this uh, station for 25-plus years. And uh, he has written dozens of books. We're giving away a copy of his latest one, Billy Graham, The Man I Knew, at Salem's May Book of the Month. We'll be talking with him about that, about the ministry. He's a super busy guy, but very personable. Looking forward to having about 20 minutes with him. Since he's got a certain window, we want to take a quick early break and be able to knock out a couple of our commercials, if you will, and then uh, come back and be ready for Pastor Greg Laurie's call here in just a few moments. You're listening to The Tim DeMoss Show, AM 560, WFIL.com and on the app. Back with Pastor and author Greg Laurie in just a few moments in WFIL. You're listening to a podcast of The Tim DeMoss Show, heard weekday afternoons 4 till 5 on AM 560, WFIL and at WFIL.com. It's 410, the Tim DeMoss Show. Jumping right into it. 
pleased and uh, grateful to have pastor and author Greg Laurie joining us. Hello, sir. How are you doing today? Yeah, I'm good. Thanks for having me on. For sure. Senior pastor of Harvest Christian Fellowship in Riverside and other locations. And, uh, of course, with a new beginning, which airs on our station 10 a.m. each weekday, 7 p.m. and a number of times on the weekend. Been on this station over a quarter century and uh, author of the new book, Billy Graham, The Man I Knew. Wow. And a lot of other things, too. So, Greg Laurie, first of all, the man I don't know very well, which is not not quite a catchy title as your book. Uh, but <laughs> for starters, Harvest Crusades, we, I met you a couple of times when you were in Philly. I guess that would have been in the 90s, primarily? Yeah, that's probably true. Okay. And you spent some time growing up on the East Coast, right? I think you were in Jersey for a little bit? I did. I was a Jersey boy. I lived in Summit, New Jersey, uh, for a number of years. So, And, and I've been back so many times since then, I... I love the East Coast, love New York, love Philly, uh, just uh, all things New York and Philly, I really enjoy. Philly cheesesteak, tasty cake, and the Frank's Black Cherry Wishniak Soda on us next time that you're in. Oh, great. I haven't had a cheesesteak for so long, at least not a legit one. <laughs> <laughs> well, folks, again, certainly know you from a new beginning. And in recent years, we've been giving away, uh, conjunction, the books you've done, Steve McQueen, The Salvation of American Icon, and the Johnny Cash book. The Redemption of American Icon, and now Billy Graham, the man I knew, uh, Salem's May Book of the Month. Just uh, give give it the floor here, a little bit of the backstory to how it came about, why it came about, and how long you know it's been in the works for you, and you know the surrounding story to it. Yeah, so you mentioned two other books I wrote. I ended up writing a trilogy of books. I didn't set out to do that. The first one, Steve McQueen, the salvation of an American icon. I had always heard that McQueen had become a Christian, but I never knew if that was true, so I set out to research the story. And as it turned out, it was very true. And one was one of the more amazing conversions. And there's a Billy Graham connection to Steve's life because Steve uh, got cancer. And there was he was not given much hope in Los Angeles by his doctor, so he was seeking treatment down in Mexico at some clinic and he was on his way down there to get surgery, and he asked if he could meet Billy Graham. Billy flew out to meet Steve, had prayer with him before he left, and uh, uh, Steve had misplaced his Bible, so Billy gave to Steve his personal Bible. And Steve took that and went through the procedure, the the, um, surgery, and sadly he, he died shortly afterwards. And they found him in the recovery room, tightly clutching that Bible, Billy Graham, gave to him. The last words Steve McQueen said to Billy Graham were, I'll see you in heaven. Johnny Cash was a close friend of Steve McQueen, excuse me, of uh, Billy Graham, and uh, of course played at many of Billy's crusades, and they went on vacation together and fished together. And, And so Billy was sort of the glue in the two stories. So Steve McQueen was called the king of cool. Johnny Cash was called the grandfather of cool. But in my estimation, Billy may have been the coolest of them all. And I define cool as someone who's authentic, who's genuine, and who is an original. And Billy was that and more. He, he went out and was a trailblazer. He was the king of all media long before Howard Stern claimed the title. He was a pioneer in Christian radio, a pioneer in Christian television. He even opened up a movie studio in Hollywood and was making feature films uh, that were shown in theaters around the country. In addition to that, he had a weekly column in the newspaper. He started Christianity Today and Decision Magazine, and that was just Monday. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> but 
you know, this guy had an endless supply of energy and vision and creativity, and his objective was to bring the gospel to as many people as he possibly could. And so I wanted to show people, you know, a younger Billy. I, I think we know of the older elder statesman, lion and winner, Billy Graham. But I wanted to show that, that young buck, that guy who had so much energy, who had setbacks and challenges, and even had what you might describe as a crisis of faith at one point, but then went on uh, to, to make such a global impact. What are a couple of the main thoughts, uh, you know, if you, if you hope folk, folks come in with certain um, themes out of the book? I would hope that people would read it and be inspired and say, wow, God can use me too. You know, Billy's life almost sounds like a Bible story. You think of David being, you know, called upon by the prophet as he lived in Bethlehem. He's tending the sheep, and next thing you know, he's being anointed to be the king of Israel. You think of Gideon hiding from his enemies, the Midianites, and an angel comes and says, you're a mighty man of valor, and you're going to lead Israel to victory on the battlefield. You think of Billy Frank. That's what he was known as. Hmm. You know, milking cows three o'clock in the morning on a dairy farm in Charlotte, North Carolina, and God calling him to have such an amazing ministry. He was like any other red-blooded American boy. He liked girls. He wanted to be a baseball player one day. He had no aspirations to do what he ended up doing, but it was a calling of God that came on him. And Billy would say, if you ever see a turtle on a fence post, you know, he didn't get there by himself. <laughs> and Billy was the first to point out that he knew God had done this. In fact, he said that when he gets to heaven, well, he's there now, but he wanted to ask the Lord, why did you choose me? He was honestly surprised by that, perplexed. And, but he was a genuinely humble man. And when I was with him, he would often say, look, I'm just a country preacher. And that sounds like kind of a fake humility, but it wasn't. He really just thought of himself as a country preacher, and he was, but he was a country preacher that changed the world. The other night I was just on YouTube looking around, and I saw him have an appearance on The Tonight Show with Johnny Carson, yeah. sharing the gospel like clear as a bell without even hesitation, no kind of ambiguity to it at all. No. And I've seen that before with him when I think he was on with uh, Woody Allen. Wasn't there a stick yeah. down with Woody Allen? Yes. So what, do you, what about that part did you see where he's unashamedly about the gospel, but not worried about how it comes across? And he's also versed in the, in the everyday to communicate with people. Yeah, you know, I think the thing was Billy was a very friendly person. You know, uh, you know if you want to winsome, be winsome. Billy was winsome. He, he was not a judgmental person. Uh, in fact, I would say, and I've met some famous people, I've met some famous preachers. He was the most godly, down-to-earth man I ever met. And, and I think uh, when he would sit with someone, he would say, tell me about yourself. So I think that came across like when he was with Johnny Carson or Woody Allen, who was trying to catch him up. Billy used humor to defuse the situation and build a bridge. Uh, you know, Woody said, I'll tell you what, Billy, I'll make you a deal. If you come and see one of my movies, uh, I'll come to one of your crusades. <laughs> Billy said, you're on, you know. So, you know, he was willing to engage in the culture of his day. In fact, the way that I got to know him was I was starting my crusade ministry as he was sort of wrapping his up, or at least was in the last leg of it. And he asked me if I would help him with the sermon illustrations and reaching a younger generation. 
And so I spent a lot of time with him as I did that, and it was such a privilege to find some things that could be helpful to him. And the first time he actually used something I gave him, I almost jumped out of my seat with excitement because I had such admiration for him. And I was just so happy to play a, a very small part in helping him. But, you know, I'm an evangelist, and he's an evangelist. So I wanted to write a book about an evangelist from an evangelist who understood what he did. And, and I wrote this book to inspire people, to say, God can use you wherever you are. There's a lot of life lessons to be learned from the life of Billy Graham. Pastor and author Greg Laurie, our guest on the Tim DeMoss Show on WFIL in Philadelphia. He's senior pastor of Harvest Christian Fellowship, Riverside, California, and other locations, too. Been on the radio here over a quarter century. And uh, the new book is called Billy Graham, The Man I Knew. We were giving that away all month long on WFIL. Is this something you knew you wanted to do, right, to write this book? Has it been on your radar for a long time, or did someone suggest it to you? Or, or? Uh, I would say all the above. People have suggested it. Uh, I thought about it. But uh, yeah, it's not like I said, I'm, said I'm going to write three books on three well-known people, yeah. but it sort of just came together. But the original working title for this book was, because they were American Icon was the theme, Steve McQueen, The Salvation of an American Icon, Johnny Cash, The Redemption of an American Icon. I was going to call this Billy Graham, The Making of an American Icon. And his son Franklin said, yeah, you know, I don't think Daddy would like being called an icon. He says, why don't you just call it Billy Graham, the man I knew. Hmm. So I said, that's a good idea. So I changed the title of the book. It was almost a gun to print. So it was a last minute change, but that's how the title came to be. But, you know, I, I just wanted to, I wanted to bring some things out that have not been in other biographies of Billy, uh, my own personal experiences with him, but also more about his childhood, more about his youth, more about his early days in ministry, because I want to introduce Billy to a younger audience that maybe have heard his name, but they know very little about this man. And, you know, that there's very few people that have come along and made the impact that he made. So I think there's a lot we can learn. And also I would add, he finished well. You know, he finished as a man of integrity with his reputation intact. And that matters especially in this day and age. Absolutely. You know, as you're talking there, uh, I came across a review from none other than his daughter, uh, Ann Graham Lutz, who said, I, uh, I learned things about my father that I never knew. <laughs> so <laughs> it's kind of neat yeah. to, to hear that from, from his own flesh and blood there. But, uh, so along those lines then, uh, you know, as you look back, and it, I think it's a labor of love in a way to put something together yeah. this large and especially because people may forget, you know, he's not just a, a spiritual figure. He's a historical figure. Yeah. Right? Was that oh, obvious yeah. to you from the get-go that that needs to be how this book is constructed? Well, think about this, Tim. He was on the world's most admired men list more than any person in history, more than any president, rock star, movie star, pope, you name it. He was on it more times. And, so for, and this went on for years and years and years. So he was a historical figure, uh, not just an American figure. And, and I think the impact he had is greater than any American president. At one point, people came to him and said, Billy, why don't you run for the presidency? And he said, I have a higher calling. And indeed, he did. And he was someone that, you know, not only ministered to every president from Harry Truman, arguably right up to uh, Donald Trump, 
I was at Billy's 95th birthday party, and then businessman Donald Trump sat at the table with him. So he knew Donald Trump. He knew Harry Truman. He was in the Oval Office. He was had close relationships with these presidents. He also ministered to the Queen. He, min- he ministered to Winston Churchill. But, but he didn't just minister to famous people. He would help the Queen, and then he would help you know, the maid. I mean, he was accessible to normal people. I was with him in many situations where people would just walk up to him and ask him questions or ask for prayer or want to meet him. And he was always very patient, very gracious, very approachable. And I think that was one of the great virtues of Billy Graham. Pastor and author Greg Laurie from A New Beginning, our guest. Um, I had a chance to get to know Larry Norman rather well in the late 90s until he passed in 08 was actually supposed to be involved in helping write a biography. I had suggested it to him. And after yeah. a long time, he said, are you serious? And then he said, okay, let's do it. And I, to be very brief, I failed. I did not get I started and I never finished. And, um, and we had other reasons for that. We had a daughter who was born as disabled and other things came into play. But I, I never, I've always felt badly about that. And I think about, this is such a, obviously a much bigger book that you've worked on. Was there a part that it was hard, like, you know, hard to sustain everything that's needed to actually put something like this into print? When you we don't want to leave stuff out, you want to, but it can't be like five thousand pages. You got to, you know, what kind of an undertaking, labor of love was this for you? Well, it's a big undertaking. I have a great partner who wrote it with me, named Marshall Terrell. He's done my other uh, two books as well, and so he did a lot of the heavy lifting, a lot of the research. But I showed him, you know, read this book, read that book, check this out, and then I, you know, there were things, events that he was writing about that I was there. I could add my own thoughts. Then I wrote, you know, then I added my own contribution. So we wrote this together. But uh, here's the way I looked at it, Tim, is there's great books already out on Billy Graham. I didn't feel I had to write the exhaustive book on him, though mine is quite lengthy. I felt like I wanted to bring a different perspective. Again, as I said, show the young Billy Graham, the innovative Billy Graham, the risk taker. So I think when people think of Billy, they see that stately figure with a face that should be on Mount Rushmore. Sure, he was that. But I wanted to show the young, energetic, slightly hyperactive, yeah. uh, fun-loving Billy who, who broke so much ground in the early part of his ministry. And to your point, you mentioned just even some of the – because folks may say, well, that's Billy Graham. That's a different – kind of a different cloth. And you said, you know, God can use all of us and however he wants yeah. to use us. Is there a little piece of the book you could share, even a, a, a small little story of, of just an example of Billy's everydayness that people yeah. could relate to? Sure. Uh, I was with him at a crusade in Portland, Oregon, and it was packed. People were so excited. It was almost like revival-like. A bunch of people came forward and accepted Christ. Johnny Cash played that night. So Billy was coming down from the platform, and I was walking next to him. And as we're headed uh, to his car, there's just throngs of people, you know, wanting to see him up close. And the ushers are kind of holding them at bay. And then we go and get on the car. And so his longtime friend, T.W. Wilson, is driving. I'm riding shotgun. Billy and his son, Franklin, are in the back seat. As we're pulling away, I turn around and I say, Billy, that was a great message tonight. And he hit me and said, it's just gospel. Turn back around. I'm thinking, well, I know it's just gospel. I was just trying to compliment him. And, and then I thought of a point he made, and I turned back around, and I said, Billy, I loved your point when you said Christ can resensitize your conscience. And then he said, well, he can. I thought, I know he can. <laughs> and the point, what I was learning was, Billy didn't want to be complimented. 
you know, compliments kind of rolled off him like water off a duck's back. Then we got to his hotel, and he invited us up to his room. And earlier that evening, someone had given us barbecue beef sandwiches, which were hot once. But by the time we broke them out and ate them, they were cold. And Billy came, left and came back. He's wearing his pajamas and his dress shoes. He probably left his slippers at home. So here I'm sitting with this man that has impacted thousands of people. He's in his pajamas, hanging around with his friends, eating cold sandwiches. So it's like kind of the opposite of a rock star, the opposite of the guy that wants the accolades and the adulation. As he would often say, he was just a country preacher, and he did his job. He delivered his message. He took that very seriously, but he did not take himself seriously. I love that. I love that. Uh, Pastor and author Greg Laurie, kind enough to hang out with us for a few minutes today. The new book, Billy Graham, The Man I Knew, giving it away this month. Salem's May Book of the Month. I know you have a heart for those who don't know the Lord, for sure, uh, and those who do, though. And would you consider the book uh, evangelistic in that regard, that folks who don't know the Lord might pick it up? And Well, I wrap every book I write with a little evangelistic appeal, okay. and I did that with this book as well. As I, At the end, I talk about the message that Billy preached, which was the gospel, of course, and that's what he loved, and that's what he was passionate about from the beginning to the end of his ministry. And so I do a little gospel presentation at the end. And I think this is, uh, Tim, the closest book I've written on the subject of leadership. So if there's any pastors or leaders or evangelists or businessmen or people out there just wanting to live a godly life and make a difference, this would be a very encouraging book for you. But I think especially for younger people, try to get it into the hands of a young man or young woman, because this is a model. This is a hero of the faith that started and finished his race well, that, that left a lot of breadcrumbs, if you will, for us to follow uh, on how to do this, this Christian life, how to live this life in a way that honors God. Amen. Lord, I pray for Pastor Greg. You strengthen him and all the work he's doing. Thank you that he loves you and he has this book out now and pray would bear much fruit. In Jesus' name, Thank amen. You. Thank you, Tim. Privilege talking with you. Hope to get to do it again sometime. Thanks so much, uh, Hope to see you soon. Amen. That's Pastor. Bye bye. That's Pastor and author Greg Glory on the Tim DeMoss Show from a new beginning on WFIL. That program airs each weekday, 10 a.m. and 7 p.m. Also Saturdays uh, at 5:30 p.m. Sunday at 9 a.m. Details on that at WFIL.com. Been on the air for with us for uh, almost 27 years now. It's it's amazing, and we're very grateful to have had a chance to speak with him today. Again, the new book, Billy Graham, The Man I Knew. You can enter to win that at WFIL.com. We have a brief break to take, and then we'll keep the program rolling here. You're listening to The Tim DeMoss Show and WFIL. Thank you for listening in today. Thanks for tuning in to The Tim DeMoss Show podcast with AM560 WFIL and WFIL.com. WFIL.com on the app. It's KJ52 and whosoever South helping out the song one year ago. It's 437 on the Tim DeMoss show down to a 57 tonight with clear skies after a sunny rest of the day. 86 the high today. A lot of clouds tomorrow. Shower to 72 the high and uh, kind of cloudy with rain off and on over the weekend. A lot cooler. 58 the high for Saturday. 61 for Sunday. Then 
Beautiful day for Monday, mix of clouds and sun and a high of 70. I don't personally mind cloudy, rainy days. I actually find them relaxing, a little hot coffee or hot tea, and maybe sit on my computer, do some emails, just chill a little bit. Uh, but sunny in there, too, so there'll be something for everyone. Let's put it that way over the Memorial Day weekend. Sixers had a nice win last night, 120-95 to over Washington to take a two-games-to-none lead in their series. Game three is Saturday night at 7 at Washington. Joel Embiid leading the way with 22 points. Ben Simmons also had 22 points. This is the same Ben Simmons who in game one had six points, but also had 15 assists and 15 rebounds. Great game by many accounts, although some folks uh, you know, just seem to pick on Ben a little bit, think that he should be able to score more. Yeah, I think actually missed all of his free throws. He was 0 for 6. But the team won game one, team won game two. Uh, head coach Doc Rivers defended uh, Simmons and, and said he doesn't have to listen to the people who criticize him. Did that mean something to Ben as far as having his head coach defend him? No, nah, it didn't motivate me because, I mean, what I did the first game, you know, I, my guys were feeling it. Tobias is scoring, Joel scoring. I mean, that's the point of basketball, right? You know, it's people who have it going, you're going to give them the ball. I mean, I'm, and I'm not surprised Doc said that because Doc knows the game. A lot of these people are saying that they never even touched the basketball, never played the game at a high level. That's Ben Simmons also asked uh, if he was trying to kind of uh, push back a little bit to the criticism in terms of uh, the way he played last night. I'm not trying to stick it to anybody in Philly. Um, I thought it was, it was pretty hard to get 15 assists and 15 rebounds in the NBA in the playoffs. I thought that was pretty impressive. Um, and we won. So, I mean, what y'all want? You want to win or I, I don't know. For me, I'm, I'm here to win. And I'm doing what I need to do to, to help my team win, wherever it is. Yeah, I'm going to do that every night. So, I mean, I'm not trying to prove anybody wrong or anything like that. I'm going out there trying to do my job and win. I want a championship. That's Ben Simmons of the Sixers. The Phillies lost last night 4-2 to Miami. Phillies manager Joe Girardi on, on the team, which was just struggled to win some close games lately. I mean, we push them every day. I mean, they're out there every day working on it. They're out early. They're out, you know, during BP. They're working on it. And I don't think that they're not accountable. They're accountable. I can tell you that right now. So it's just we've struggled defensively the last couple of years, and we continue to work at it. There's a, there's a lot of things. There's a lot of things. But, I mean, for us, we're positive all the time, and we're optimistic that it's going to get better. I mean, this is a hard game. I mean, some of these plays are not hard, but some of them are difficult plays. I mean, this is a really hard game. And, and I, you know, I try to never forget that, right? And there's a ton of effort out there. And I recognize that. We just got to continue to work at it. That's what we got to do. Phillies manager Joe Girardi last night. I like the fact that Joe will talk very honestly and has a has that big picture. He's certainly a seasoned veteran, played for years, managed for years, including with the Yankees and I think the Marlins. And so he knows not to panic. It's a 162 game season. And uh, so hopefully they'll be able to shake free the, that their whole division is all bottled up. They're all like a game or two apart. And they did get the win today against Miami, so they get back on track there, which is nice. Uh, a lot has been happening today, Victoria. First and foremost, having pastor and author Greg Laurie on the show, a real blessing. We've been doing this program here for close to three years, and that's the first time he's been able to join us. And we've been trying to. In fact, he had a couple other books that we referenced in our conversation, if you just tuned in. His book on Steve McQueen, his book on uh, Johnny Cash. Two of my favorite and, people in yeah. entertainment. Actually, well, a couple of them, yeah. That so, was very interesting. I was very surprised to hear that about Steve McQueen because I've been a fan of him for a while and then, okay. um, didn't know that he had a conversion, which involved uh, Pastor Graham towards the end of his life when he got sick. Unfortunately, I think he was only about 50 years old. He was very young. Yeah. And uh, that was just, that was very interesting. Didn't well, know that. The, the Steve McQueen book came out in 2017. The Johnny Cash book in 2019, both written by 
pastor and author Greg Laurie, who hosts A New Beginning every day on our station at uh, 10 a.m. and 7 p.m., and now this new book on Billy Graham, The Man I Knew. I really enjoyed just listening. My goal was to just ask him a, a short question, let him talk. <laughs> you know, So, so uh, he did do that, and one of the things I asked was to share a side of Billy Graham about his everydayness. The, the con- even though he, he did this in the interview, Pastor Laurie talked about uh, his, the character of Billy Graham and, the, and the, the man he knew over the 20-plus years that Graham was a mentor to Laurie. But I wanted, you know, because a person, myself included, anybody could be like, well, that's Billy Graham. That's a different cloth. That's a different category, different stratosphere. The rest of us are just, you know, muddling along. Like, no, that was not the point. Billy Graham didn't think of himself that way, and you shouldn't either. The goal is not to become famous, but the goal is to serve the Lord wherever you are and whatever capacity God calls you to. And so when I asked Greg Laurie, this is, I'm just playing this back for you from a little earlier in the hour. This is what uh, Greg had to say on Billy Graham's kind of everydayness. Sure. Uh, I was with him at a crusade in Portland, Oregon, and it was packed. People were so excited. It was almost like revival-like. A bunch of people came forward and accepted Christ. Johnny Cash played that night. So Billy was coming down from the platform, and I was walking next to him. And and as we're headed uh, to his car, there's just throngs of people, you know, wanting to see him up close. And the ushers are kind of holding them at bay. And then we go and get on the car. And so his longtime friend, T.W. Wilson, is driving. I'm riding shotgun. Billy and his son Franklin are in the back seat. As we're pulling away, I turn around and I say, Billy, that was a great message tonight. And he looked at me and said, it's just gospel. Turn back around. I'm thinking, well, I know it's just gospel. I'm just <laughs> trying to compliment him. And, and then I thought of a point he made. And I turned back around and I said, Billy, I loved your point when you said Christ can resensitize your conscience. And then he said, well, he can. I thought, I know he can. <laughs> and the point, what I was learning was, Billy didn't want to be complimented. He, you know, compliments kind of rolled off him like water off a duck's back. Then we got to his hotel, and he invited us up to his room. And earlier that evening, someone had given us barbecue beef sandwiches, which were hot once. But by the time we broke them out and ate them, they were cold. And Billy came, left and came back. He's wearing his pajamas and his dress shoes. He probably left his slippers at home. So here I'm sitting with this man that has impacted thousands of people. He's in his pajamas, hanging around with his friends, eating cold sandwiches. So it's like kind of the opposite of a rock star, the opposite of the guy that wants the accolades and the adulation. As he would often say, he was just a country preacher, and he did his job. He delivered his message. He took that very seriously, but he did not take himself seriously. That's pastor and author Greg Laurie from A New Beginning. Earlier this hour, we had a tight 20-minute window with him, and we were able to get a lot of ground covered. Again, the book that we're given away by him all month long, Billy Graham, The Man I Knew. You can go to WFIL.com to enter to win that. Have a guest you'd like to hear on The Tim DeMoss Show on AM560 WFIL? Email D at WFIL.com. WFIL.com on the app. Title track from his latest EP, Phil Joel of Newsboys and Better Than I Found It. Coming down the home stretch of the show. Just a quick note. Very excited. Our famous Friday show tomorrow. We have a couple of guests lined up. 
Michael Higgins, actor, comedian, host of GSN's America Says, going to be joining us. He's been in like a hundred different TV shows and movies. A lot of names you'd recognize. The most recent one, the uh, revival of the uh, Saved by the Bell series. He's a principal in that uh, that series. And then Eric Metaxas is going to join us tomorrow as well. He's at the Ocean City Tabernacle this coming Sunday, octabernacle.org, for details on that uh, as far as the event, 10, uh, 8.30 and 10.30 Sunday morning. Uh, but we're going to be chatting with him uh, about a lot of things tomorrow. So we're looking forward to having both of those, plus our fun pun segment. Now that's punny on the back end, so tune in when you can, uh, hopefully for the whole hour tomorrow between 4 and 5. We appreciate your prayers for the show. Tell a friend. Subscribe to the podcast, Tim DeMoss Show, wherever you get your podcast. Thanks a lot. Have a great night. See ya. Thanks for listening to the Tim DeMoss Show podcast. Feel free to tune in to the full show each weekday afternoon from 4 till 5 on AM 560 WFIL and at WFIL.com. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.